재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. We're back. We're discussing the results of the 20th general elections as we say it was a shocker. Um, there's probably not a lot of people who would say, yes, we expected that uh, Senri would lose their majority. Um, we even expect that uh, they would lose their number one <laughs> standing within parliament. Uh, the Minju Party, uh, by most accounts, uh, emerges victorious, except for in the Honan region, which, of course, would be the other winner of this election, the uh, People's Party, led by An Chosu, which dominated in so give us your thoughts. We're going to also focus on not just the analysis of what happened, but what to look forward to going forward as really everyone now is scrambling to 2017 and the big presidential elections. Uh, text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Kakao Talk message. We're going to be joined by Choi Gyeong, a professor from Hongik University very shortly. Professor Song Se-ryan is here in the studio once again. You mentioned Henry. The people turned their backs on them. They were disgusted by the whole uh, nomination fight. They were. We just had that report before you came in about maybe the suspicion that they tried to ta- the government tried to time the release of the the North Korean news to right. affect the elections. Obviously, did not work. Maybe mm-hmm. even had a negative effect. My kind of inside baseball uh, politics question is: the so-called Jinbak or the super pro park guys. They seem to have made a concerted and calculated decision that, look, we're not going to get the 180 supermajority, but no one ever would believe we're going to lose the majority. Let's keep that majority, but we're going to have to keep put our loyalists in place. Mm-hmm. We don't All the collateral damage aside, that's what we're going to do. And now they're in a situation where you got to look at the pro-park coalition and, and a lot of these senior members in the Sanity Party, and there's going to be a huge civil war, right? Right, brewing. right. I mean, to their... Uh, kind of defense. Uh, it's understandable. It's uh, last uh, 22 months of uh, presidency, and she has to push things harder uh, to get something done uh, in the remaining uh, term. So it's uh, understandable that we need our guys in places to push things. So but the strategy might be correct, but the tactics may the have been tactic called into and question, the, right? The way it came out, the, the image they portrayed, it was so bad. I, I think that people wanted to send the send the message to the Senuri Party, as as we talked about before. Uh, but these the 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 kind of engineering and the calculation uh, that c- came out in this this election because of the emergence of the third party, there was a candidate uh, consolidation on on the voters' level, as we talked about. There's a draining of some middle of the road voters by the, the People's Party, and I, I think that the, the little bit the contributory factor is that the consistently wrong projections from all the uh, so-called experts that the ele- election will be won by Senuri in a in a large margin. So people might have uh, thought that well, we're going to send the message and felt kind of comfortable. Uh, to vote to vote for uh, opposition party. So in the end, there's this a little bit of factor that they wanted to punish the Senuri party, but not to the extent they came out to be. I think there's there's a little bit of surprise on every everybody's part uh, to include that sentiment. Yeah, certainly uh, the surprise, of course, as we keep getting these results going in, uh, still people in a in a state of shock and maybe even on the opposition side, a state of disbelief as to what happened. Uh, joining us now, our good friend from Hongik University, Professor Cho Hee-kyung. Uh, Professor Cho, hello. Hi, Henry. 
Hello to you. Um, again, I thought this was going to be a pretty boring panel discussion, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit more dramatic now. Uh, you were here last week on Friday. You gave us some political analysis on the run-up to the elections. You mentioned, you know what, we can't necessarily trust these polls here. The methodology is flawed. Uh, the questioning is flawed. And they're not necessarily an accurate snapshot of voter sentiment, especially because of that delay and that lag once you ban the uh, reporting of results. Um, obviously, very different results from what a lot of people led to believe. Give us your thoughts on what you think happened in these elections? Well, yes, indeed. The poll results um, we talked about, uh, there, is the, there was a delay factor, but also the sample that was taken, which was really sort of exclusive of mobile population, you know, who had a greater impact. But I think essentially, um, if I had to sum up this election result, it's really know your classics. You know, hubris before nemesis. Mm-hmm. And I think that really sort of applies to both parties um, of Senuri and also Tom Inju. Um, Senuri, you know, their complacency and arrogance was really difficult to believe leading up to the election, you know, um, that we had so much hard evidence as to uh, how difficult people's ordinary people's lives were with the you know the the really high unemployment rate um the you know the consistently highest ranking suicide rate mm-hmm. of you know south korea all of those hard data and yet they were the party who had a majority and yet they didn't actually focus on any of the real issues that really mattered to the people. Instead, they simply focused on infighting among themselves and trying to jockey for position to place, you know, um, within themselves who may be the better better placed to essentially um, take over power once this presidential term ended. And... Yeah. One follow-up on that, though, is, okay, if the voters decided and all those reasons you pointed out where they're just sick and tired, why did they not speak up before? Because we had uh, a local elections a couple years back and a lot of people with the NIS scandal and all these other things swirling around with, with the president and the Blue House. That didn't seem to have a huge effect. Uh, this Hell Ferry tragedy and some major by-elections with a lot of seats up for grabs. A lot of people said this is going to be a wave of, of, of opposition sentiment, but that did not happen. Is it just now simply people just said, look, we're just sick. We, we don't even like the opposition. We don't really think they're going to do much, but we, we just cannot. We're going to have to make a statement and put a vote against you, the Blue House and the ruling Senate Party. I think timing has a lot to do with it. Um, I was indeed surprised when um, in the last by-election just after Seoul Ferry tragedy, tragedy they didn't make more of a point um with regard to the opposition party but i think people really are you know saying now enough is enough and what might have also helped is the fact that they actually had a viable third party to go to um i think up, up until now we've always believed that a split opposition is a recipe for disaster for the opposition, you know, because it will simply strengthen um, the conservative party um, or the party in power. But we now see that there is actually a real um, desire on the part of the people to have a a, um, a center part, central center, perhaps center right or even center left party, who is 
much more reasonable than simply the um, the very right-leaning Conservative Party. And um, I've read some analysis which says that, you know, had it not been for the split opposition, the opposition party might have taken even more seats. But I think they're actually sort of, you know, thinking or thinking that or ex- extrapolating that, you know, any vote that didn't go to the Senate party is for the opposition party. But I think in this instance, um, uh, so the People's Party actually took some votes away from those people who might have normally voted for Senate party. So I think yeah, that, that's, that's another yeah, they they do take her. from both. They, they they do definitely take from both. Uh, just with the third party, I want to bring in Professor Hong Sejian into the conversation. Um, we've over the years we've always joked about um, you and Anshul Su during the last presidential elections and right. how he's your guy. It's all in uh, good fun. But you were saying over the break we should replay those tapes now because you're saying he <laughs> is back. The wind is now blowing through our hair once again. But uh, and I made the question during the break is. They are a regional party. We have maybe three regional parties right now, the Seoul-based party, the Yongnam-based party, and the Honan-based party. What, what happens with the uh, opposition? Um, the Minju wants to bring back the Honan voters to their side, but now they've got to deal with uh, the People's Party for better or worse, and it doesn't seem like they still like each other very much at all. Uh, no. Uh, th- this is a very difficult situation for Minju. I mean, this, this uh, election shows that it's not a love affair for the Minju party. I mean, they won a lot of seats, but they were the dead last in the party votes. And also they were decimated in the Honam region, their, their uh, home place. So it's, it's, not, it's not about people liking Minju all of a sudden, but it's about uh, wanting for change. So taking the play, playbook from the, 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 the People's Party, if Min, Minju Party wants to get some love back, probably they'll have to change. This has been a, a consistent method for them. Uh, uh, stop the, the factional fighting and reform and uh, become a, truly a party that can consistently, consistently uh, put forward some good policies. Mm-hmm. But they have not done that. And because of that, this third party, the People's Party, is only three months old. They haven't done anything. It's we don't eerily, even know what their policies are. That's right. It's eerily similar to the the An syndrome. Uh, as I, I strenuously yes. differentiated the An syndrome with uh, An Chosu himself. But the uh, same thing is happening again. They have, the at the suggestion of mere change, people are moving and casting votes. So okay. for, it's a challenge for the Taminju party to win back, but it's also the challenge for the third party to kind of deliver on their promises. And it's going to be really hard. Professor Cho, your thoughts? May I just, yes, add, um, I, I gather that Professor Song means uh, by, you know, the Seoul-based party that Taminju, you know, made a pretty much, not exactly clean street, but they won majority of the seats in Seoul. But if you look at the um, the representative voting, uh, a lot of the votes um, actually went to the People's Party. So, um, you know, in terms of the party votes, that they actually had more votes than than Tominju Party. But that was strategic, which means right? That Right, um, which means that even in Seoul, as Professor Song said, it's not that people are in love with you know Tominju Party. It's simply that they thought. The Minju was a bit more viable than the, the People's Party. And there's also a um, problem of the People's Party not having 
necessarily the best candidates in this election. You know, mm -hmm. um, they are a very young party. They had difficulty attracting good candidates to the, 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 their party. I actually did um, a very informal poll <laughs> today mm -hmm. uh, about uh, among people that I spoke to. And a lot of people told me that, you know, I voted Tom Inju or Henry even, but I voted um, the People's Party for the representative vote. Um, but the problem was that, you know, I didn't know these candidates for Tom in the, the, the People's Party. And so if, it, if they had been better known candidates, I might have even voted for them. And mm -hmm. that, that was their response. So if the quality of the candidates had been different, this could have been an a even more surprising outcome for the People's Party. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I mean, it's a very good fortune for the Taminju Party, but People's Party uh, candidates were conveniently uh, weak uh, enough that right. people uh, in the Seoul area especially were very easy those are the only two guys that had any name right. recognition right in Seoul. so it was easy for them to discount these people and consider voting for uh, people's party candidate in Seoul area as a dead vote okay. so they had an easier time just casting it whoever is in the opposition that happened to be Taminju uh, candidate Professor Cho, then going forward with the National Assembly, uh, still some questions. I mean, there, there are all these independents that have won, whether they're going to come back to the party, uh, their respective parties, and that's going to change the calculation of what's the number one, number two uh, party in terms of floor leadership and uh, negotiations. But with the opposition now, I mean, it's definitely they will be controlling a majority. Uh, how do you think they will work together? Uh, there are still a lot of bruised feelings on both sides. Um, the, but uh, the People's Party is going to now have this sort of, uh, again, this uh, thing that's been can't, uh, bandied about, this casting vote uh, power. What's going to happen? Right. Um, I, I think they will, you know, be very strategic and very politic about um, essentially holding the balance of power in the parliament. And this is going to be a really interesting time. Um, particularly leading up to the presidential election next year. Um, given the temperament of Mr. Anchosu, I think he will essentially he, he will be you know um, he will be reasonable and he will always be sort of engaging in discussion. I, I think, um, but it's also up to the other uh, two parties to make sure that they are you know actually talking to each other and engaging others um, and trying to negotiate and not just um, sort of block things for the sake of blocking things or is trying to flex their muscle, which they won't be able to do anyway. So I think this is actually a very healthy development for the parliamentary democracy. We have some pending bills. Professor Song, we mm -hmm. mentioned, I think, a lot of this stuff is off the table now with, with what the president wants to do, the, the, this term economic democracy. I guess people are saying there's so-called mandate. Maybe not so, like we're saying. A lot of people are saying we don't like the opposition. We're just saying we don't. We dislike the current government and the ruling party even more. Right. It does seem like there's not going to be a lot of legislative accomplishments within this final uh, five-year term of this current president, but now a lot of people are going to be eyeing 2017 with whatever happens in parliament, and that could be a bit messy. Mm -hmm. I, I think so, but I, I remain optimistic about it. Uh, there are a lot of legislative bills on the table may not be viable as it is, but 
with the emergence of Ahn Chil Su uh, and, and third party, maybe a lot of those bills could be renegotiated and uh, massaged to uh, fit more wider audiences in the National Assembly. And um, uh, the, the reason I say that is that I, I think that people recognize that the 19th session was a disaster. It was a vegetable National Assembly, and they don't want to see that again. I think that uh, the fact that 50% of the, the, all the, the National Assembly were, were changed this time around shows that if you do that again, probably their, their lifespan will be short. So uh, I think that there's a collective effort to... Uh, do things, uh, and that necessarily mm. requires the working together between the ruling party and the opposition. Uh, I think that uh, the, the People's Party is a better position to kind of suggest uh, what the the mi middle uh, third option would be, or or the policy agenda would be. But then again, this is just my hope for the Manchester's role this time around. Professor Cho, your final thoughts. What do you think of the political landscape now going forward? You know, I read an interesting analysis um, talking about who might be the biggest beneficiary of this election. And one person had written that perhaps the biggest beneficiary of this election result may be Mr. Pangi Moon. Yeah, I've heard that the too. Secretary yeah. General of the United <laughs> Nations. Because particularly for the Senate Party, now they're really scrambling to get some new talent. You know, Kim Musang is no longer a viable candidate. Um, none say, of Hoon the, is no longer a viable candidate. Right. Um, uh, none of the, the real pro-park um, candidates would be really sort of having any kind of... Um, real viability, I think. Trenomics. Everyone's excited about Trenomics. No, okay, I'm just joking. <laughs> so, look, I felt actually really so much more hopeful um, after having seen the, the result of uh, this, this election. And, um, you know, uh, you can be skeptical about the wisdom of the crowd, but I think the people actually made a mm. really great choice. Um, you know, they exercised their democratic right. Uh, they, it, was, it was actually a real high voter turnout this time, um, even higher than in the 19th election um, or the two previous elections. And so, look, I think there is, um, shall I say, a real ray of hope that politics may actually take a turn for the better. All right. Well, on that message of hope, Professor Cho, as always, uh, thank you so much for joining us and hope to see you in the studio again soon. Thank you. Professor Choi Gyeong from Hongik University. Our final thoughts with Professor Hong Sedian. I guess, you know, again, it's, it's impossible to avoid the question of 2017 and the presidential elections. The ruling party side, would you say, uh, Oh Se-hoon, um, uh, Kim Musang, you know, it's, it's an eternity in politics one mm -hmm. year. So there, there are fortunes, a phoenix rising from the ashes, that could happen. But Pang Ki-moon, I don't know if he would make that decision right now to join what is considered a tire fire, but <laughs> what do you th who is viable right now? Moon Jae-in is still kind of leading in the polls. Obviously, that, that doesn't mean anything right now, but um, there, there are going to be some interesting shifting of the gears. Right. Interestingly enough, it's a clean slate, so to speak. Um, most of the, the, the big hopefuls are out of the picture at this point, so this might be a good... Uh, good uh, arena to get in there and really show the color uh, without any prejudice from the from the past so uh, 
2017, a uh, short time around, but uh, in a political uh, calendar, it's a long time. Uh, people can make a comeback. Kim Musang could make a comeback in uh, many different forms. An Chosu made uh, really uh, this time show what he can do. <laughs> and uh, Pan Gimun, after his ter- term is over, probably he'll uh, make known what his true intentions are. So the, the political drama is abound uh, yeah. going forward. Yeah, and one thing for sure is... Um it's definitely not going to be boring for the next uh, year and a half with this uh, new dynamic that we have here in the National Assembly. Professor Song, it's always a pleasure to have you. Great analysis. Uh, hope to see you again soon. Thank you. See you soon.